Hello and welcome back to Survivor at Home, the podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm here alongside my co-host, Andrew. And this week, Andrew, we are talking about Survivor 41, episode four, titled They Hate Me, They Hate Me Because They Ain't Me, which I just thought was a, a hilarious title for this episode. Um, but Andrew, yeah, welcome in. And, and I know you want to welcome someone else in as well this week as we've got another guest. Thanks, Jordan. Yep, yeah, we are actually live on location, drove all the way to Guelph, Ontario, which is the home of our good friend Trent Hansen Trent and his wife Brent actually played Survivor at Home season one so you guys have not actually even met each other before because you jumped in season two winning season two which you remind us every time and uh but Trent is a, a huge fan and I'll let him talk and then I have some more commentary on how much he secretly loves the game but uh, yeah good to be together kind of semi post-COVID be able to hang out with people that you care about a little bit and uh, watching the Leafs shout out to the Leafs starting tonight, shout out to team Canada against Panama tonight, world world cup qualifiers. Um, but Trent, yeah, well, we like to start off every week. First of all, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be, uh, be on the pod. Yeah. On the pod. I like that. <laughs> uh, we like to ask all of our guests a little bit of your survivor bio. So just tell us, first of all, how, even how did you get into survivor? Were you watching from season one? And uh, what's your story there? Yeah, I was not a uh, right from the get-go Survivor fan. There was definitely some hesitancy and resistance towards getting into Survivor. But when I was fresh off the boat here in Canada from New Zealand, uh, you guys were right into it. So we had a good uh, circle of friends who really loved the show. And I hadn't really given it a good chance yet. And then uh, I remember getting together. It's probably like 10 years ago for a finale. And since then just have been hooked um so probably from what would that Do you be? remember which ep, like which season it was i don't i uh probably mid 20s uh, season 25 26 somewhere around there mm-hmm. i think's when i got roped in and then uh yeah now every every season every week uh wednesday nights brenner and i sit down and we we consume it and we digest it and it's uh it's a blast it's uh a great game, obviously, as we all know, the outwit, outlast. And then, uh, yeah, so looking forward to discussing more about tonight's episode. It's good to meet you, Jordan. Uh, we haven't met before officially, but yes, I've appreciated, yeah, I've appreciated hearing your insights through the podcast over the first uh, three weeks here. And anyone who has won a Survivor at Home edition of Andrew's game is definitely worthwhile getting to know better. So, uh, I have my, I have a question to you, actually for you. Okay. At the start here, that's right at the top. Last week, uh, you won a five dollar gift card. I'm just wondering if you have received that said five dollar gift card yet. It yes, it has been. It, <laughs> yes, it has been received. It needs. It's uh, it's sitting there and needs to be needs to be used. Um, find the appropriate coffee shop to get out there and get a little gourmet five dollar coffee. So, and can we a, clarify just how? soon afterwards that was received it it was yes it was this is my my delay because it was received night of it was received not long after the recording ended of that podcast so our gracious uh co-host here andrew was was on top of it i'm true to my word yeah i I was more curious because uh season one and uh, me both the fan favorite. I was still waiting for the check in the mail, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> it's it's still on its way. It's it's, yeah, its way. I mean, I, I know the postal service is a little delayed right now, but 
sent yeah. it across the world and it's still well, on its way. It's still yeah. coming. All right. That's great. It'll show up eventually. <laughs> um, yeah. And so something I, I alluded to this already, Trent, um, he's kind of like a, a closeted survivor fan sometimes. So he puts on this front might be almost in the category of a villain in terms of that front he puts on. And yet he's an incredible player in the game, actually very likable person after many, many, many times of hanging out with him. You realize that finally. And uh, he, when he played survivor at home of all the people afterwards uh he messaged me the most by far i remember distinctly distinctly i was in the laundry room at the apartment doing laundry i'd just gone on a run and I'm, my phone is just buzzing constantly as i'm trying to load in so i actually stop and it's trent calling me this is like on the monday after the weekend and then on the tuesday i move for a walk and i get a buzz in my pocket and it's trent and each time we talk for for an hour two hours about the experience we had had at survivor at home in this game. And then obviously the, the show um, in, in the bigger picture of it, but uh, so it's cool. And I love just, I mean, I'm teasing you, but I, lo I love it. Like I, I could talk about it all day. This is why we're doing a podcast and I uh, really loved having you on. I'm sure we'll get into some of your gameplay in this podcast, but we do have one qu question kind of around that. So you've played mm -hmm. survivor at home. Yep. It's two nights. It's intense. They're, uh, there's a lot of intensity to it. What is a key strategy or lesson that you've learned hmm. playing Survivor at home? If you can remember all the way back to season yeah, one, back the to original season. season. One. Uh, firstly, it was fantastic. You did an awesome job. It went way above and beyond what I would have expected out of you. Um, I didn't know you had that kind of uh, capability, but in all seriousness, it was, it was a great time. It was very all-consuming, um, but... Yeah, it was it was a early COVID as well, so it was a great chance to connect with people and just have something to kind of get into. So, definitely uh, was a blast. I'm trying to think of any strategy. I mean, I went pretty hard. Like in tonight's episode, you heard JD talking about just going aggressive and going all out. Um, so I figured, you know, I'm gonna have a little fun, try uh, try a few things. Maybe it sticks. Maybe it doesn't. And um, I don't know. I didn't really learn too much. I just, <laughs> I just tried. But to, if, if you're going to play again, like, was there anything again, that you're I like, I know. for sure I'm not going to do that yeah. or I will do that again yeah. for yeah, sure. I've got, I've got a question. What you got voted. I don't know where you got voted out, but it seems like mid game, I believe yeah. based on the, the results. What caused you to be voted out? Um, so I actually didn't get voted out. It was, uh, I didn't get a single vote. I, it was the round. What was the evacuation game? So our alliance at that point was uh, pretty much five to one, but the evacuation game kind of messed us up and uh, uh, someone saw the chance. We won't mention any names, Rochelle, but someone saw the chance to flip and they did. <laughs> it was a great move. <laughs> um, Who's on next week and can defend herself, but yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. She played great. Um, and that kind of ended up ultimately me being evacuated and it went to rocks so eventually there was two people who were still trapped, which was Alicia and Josh, if memory serves me right. And then we kind of had to unanimously vote. The four of us had to unanimously vote for one of them to go home. And we like uh, we weren't going to vote out our own alliance. So we held strong, which means the four of us went to rocks. Um, me, myself and my alliance of, the, of uh, Paul and Vicky, Cade, um, were up against the Braggs, Rochelle and Andrew. So we had a 50-50 chart shot went to the wheel of death and my name came up so it was my time but I, I don't regret that decision either um 
So that doesn't really answer the question at all, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't learn anything. There you go. If I was to play again, I don't know what I would do differently. I, I would just probably try as hard, but probably still end up falling short. So there we go. Someone who's confident in his game. I like it. Uh, let's start to dive into the episode here. Um, we open up and remember back to last week, Brad got blindsided, but not only did Brad get blindsided, um, Jeannie gets blindsided too. And so immediately she feels the weight of that. They're sitting around the fire at night. Um, yeah, and she feels the weight of Brad being voted out. And now she realizes I'm playing, it's such a survivor term, playing from the bottom. Um, but she is, she's on her own. She's She's been blindsided. Her number, who she thinks is her number one ally um, has just been voted out. And then you start watching and Shan all of a sudden spills the beans about Brad actually trusting her more than Jeannie. Um, and sharing about that, sharing about that idol or that advantage that he had. And I actually thought JD's perspective was interesting, maybe a little bit off base, but also very interesting where he, he actually didn't like that she shared that because she withheld information from him after he, he got quote, raked over the coals um, <laughs> by Shad, which is pretty well true. Uh, although that happens multiple times at, at this point. Um and then she gives him the extra vote back as well. So there's a whole bunch of things mm. that happen where this green tribe is, remember, we, I, I think I joked about it either last week or the week before, where they were all kumbaya going into that first tribal. And they've been about anything but kumbaya um, at this point for the last couple of weeks. Um, were there any kind of thoughts you guys had on that first, that opening scene? Yeah, I thought it was, uh, personally, I thought Shan overshadowed a little bit. I would, if if I was in her shoes, I probably would have held back that information. Um, but it's, uh, it was interesting that, yeah, like you said, JD's perspective, like, well, hang on a second. Like, I you're giving me a hard time because I'm not sharing information and now you have information that you're not sharing. Like, what gives, right? Um, so I thought that was a pretty, like, valid response. And then, yeah, Jeannie, obviously, through the first two tribals of this tribe, has not been on the right side of the vote, right? She's voted for Ricard, who was still there, and she's voted for JD, who's still there. So it's, she's always kind of either not known or being on the bottom. So it seems, you know, that's kind of her lot in this uh, in this tribe at the at this point, at the start of the episode. Mm-hmm. I, I find that in the, in the past few seasons, at least, we see more and more of that where you'll come back from a tribal and when someone realizes they're out or their close alliance got voted out, they're pretty vocal about it. And I, I I could be wrong, but I feel like there was a time where people would do a cameo about that, a confessional saying, pissed off, like, I can't believe it. And now what do I do? But I don't remember them always just saying it in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems now more and more they're ha- that's happening. They're just putting it out there. Like guys, like, what, why did you do that? And like, now my back's against the wall and they're more vocal about it. And it, it almost, it seems risky again, but I guess it's interesting. If, if your back truly is up against the wall, what do you have to lose? But I don't know if you got, if that's you and you come back and you've lost, I mean, you guys have played survivor at home. So you, there's a big vote or a big move and you're on the losing end of it. Do you express that? Do you keep it to yourself? What do you think? I, boy, I don't like, you might have to, it depends how much you trust the others on your tribe, but also you've got to voice your kind of opinion to someone, I guess. There's a classic scene from uh, season 40 where 
Sarah is berating Tony when he voted, mm-hmm. when they did that major and epic blindside on Sophie. Uh, um, and Sarah is just so upset with Tony and they end up working through that and working that out. And it works out well, really for both of them, specifically Tony, who uh, the King of Survivor wins that season. Um, mm-hmm. But I think more a common, and this is kind of shifting gears from that question. So feel free to go back, Trent, uh, to that question. But a common theme with this season is when and when not to share information and what's too much. Um, Evie shared a lot of information with Deshaun on that trip they did a couple episodes ago. There's just, uh, Tiffany um, shared a lot of information last episode. JD got caught and had to share all of his information. Like there's not a lot. There's I don't think there's anything out there right now where it's only the person who's got mm-hmm. that advantage or information knows about it and no one else does. And that's powerful if you can keep something hidden that's a good observation happening that's just not happening right now and for these guys being super fans they're willing to share information really early to gain trust but it's coming it's going to start to come back to bite people yeah and it has already right you saw with brad like i when i was watching that episode last week and he was telling shan i'm like man just keep it to yourself you know like uh, yeah yeah, i think you're right people are uh, divulging information to try and build trust but I think it's having the opposite impact of for the recipient. They're like, okay, like, that's great. You trust me. But now that I have your trust, it's easy for me to betray you. And you're revealing to me how hard you're playing this game or how much of a threat you are in this game. I, I know Tiffany's was a little bit different because, you know, yeah, she didn't it, have a choice. It, it showed up, right? Like, yeah, yeah she didn't yeah, have yeah, a choice. Yeah. But um, for those that have had the choice. Yeah. I mean, I personally, my strategy would be a little different. I, even if I go back to Survivor at home, I did manage to capture um, an advantage in the game pretty early on. You make it sound like it's on a chicken running around. <laughs> I captured it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. No, it was uh, It was just uh, from memory, you just send out an email saying the first one to claim this loses their vote at the next two travels, but there will be an advantage coming your way. And I was like, okay, I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to risk it. Um, I could have told my alliance at that point, but I just decided to to go with it so i don't know i'm that's just how i live life generally is more to keep to myself as opposed to overshare but well and that is it's a good point because that's i think what most people would answer even coming into the season like you don't share your advantages what's interesting about this season is because everything mm-hmm. is known by someone jordan that was again a great observation it, it, as a fan you are seeing for the first time or for me i'm considering for the first time oh like maybe there is a time whereas before I would have said, no, nope, like a hundred percent. If I was out there, never, never, that's just a golden rule. Now I, I, I might, I don't know yet, but it's making me reconsider that position of, okay, everyone's doing it. Will it actually work out well for some people? And even JD obviously was a bit different because he gets caught stupidly walking back with it in his pants, but he actually yeah, did okay. That one. Yeah. But he, like he did okay with it. Like the way he shared, the way he gave, and we'll talk about this later on when he gives you know the advantage again back to shan but um there there is some new gameplay happening because of that where more and more people are trying it which again for a stretch of seasons just wouldn't happen or if it did you'd be voted out immediately Yeah, i think the smartest jordan you alluded to evie when she went on that track i think that was the smartest one the the trot the kind of cross tribe uh you've only got a limited number of minutes with this person you're going to likely meet them at the merge if you're still in the game too. You establish just a little bit of trust by giving a little bit of information. 
but not too much information that's going to get you voted out on your own tribe in the next foreseeable future right so i thought that's the smartest way that's been used so far but um i didn't like the way that brad used it i i thought shen almost kind of let it slip a little bit too much tonight um yeah i I don't know if you had any other insights into those yeah Yeah, it's just like as we talk about information so important and it just feels like a little bit of oversharing in a game where you kind of have to be applauded for being a little bit secret um and that's okay Anyways, mm-hmm. as we keep going, we'll, we'll keep going through the episode here. We see a reward challenge. This is the first outright reward challenge, I believe, of the season. Definitely mm-hmm. the first one we've seen where it's an outright reward challenge, other than, I guess, going off the boat um, at the beginning. Uh, they reinstitute the rule of if you sit out of this challenge, you've mm-hmm. got to do the immunity challenge, which causes us for the first time in three weeks to see heather participate in a challenge specifically and also um there was someone else on that tribe erica participated in the immunity challenge but there was someone else on that tribe who we saw participate who doesn't always um i believe was it nasir or nasir was in it um anyways it was heather sat out of the last two immunity challenges and we see her compete in it and um a specific stage of the challenge is not suited for for her and the more important thing that we see and, and they highlighted at the end of the challenge is she just keeps going. Um, for well, hold on. Hold on, Jordan. Okay. Before we're going to be nice, before we're going to yeah, be nice, sure. let's all be honest. Everyone listening at home, when you're watching this, are you, are you at first feeling compassionate or are you feeling like, what are you doing? Like this girl's this, oh. she's really bad at this challenge. It, 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 I mean, it's telling. Cause it's, as I, I said that to Trent, I'm like, man, she is butchering this challenge. Like I'd be so mad. And then my wife texts me and she goes, I feel so bad for her. Like, this is not fair for, you know, these challenges are not geared for older people. So obviously Steph is a kinder person than me, but yeah. Um, yeah. Before we jump to that, what do, what do you guys, before the kindness, because it is a touching moment. Imagine you're there. This is, we're not at home on the couch. We're there. You haven't eaten in a long time. You have your, your teammate go up and they just suck. They just do awful can, do you, like, are you able to keep it to yourself? Do you, like, yeah, would you lash out at them? I, and- I, I know. I, I think no. it, it was it was great to see everyone's response. And I mean, there's definitely I'm sure personalities who that would be infuriating for, and they couldn't contain their emotion in the moment. But it was great to see everyone that not only on that tribe, but everyone in the game kind of applauding your effort. I think it's different uh, if again you see JD's performance later on in the other challenge where he's showboating a little bit and not getting the job done. That to me, would be far more infuriating than yeah. seeing someone who is just out of their depth. They're trying everything they can, but they just can't get there. Yeah. I think also if I'm like Danny Nasir and uh, Deshaun who are waiting in that challenge, there comes a quick point where you realize it's not going to, it's just not going to happen. Like, with that it you could just tell physically between watching that ball go up and then trying to chase it down as it as it slides down she wasn't gonna be able to catch it like that became pretty obvious pretty quickly and if it's not for immunity i think you just realize okay this like that's that's the way this is gonna go but hang on if it was for immunity the sean would have been over the moon in tonight's episode because they were trying to uh, trying to throw the challenge we will we will get to that i got some thoughts thoughts on that but yeah Um, i want to yeah we'll get back to heather because it was a very it was a very nice moment so but it was 
let me ask before, this with, with that nice moment oh just as i'm as i'm sitting there, i know you said not on the couch but in the game but as i'm sitting there right away i'm like okay as soon as two or three two or three shots goes up for her and she she can't catch them immediate it's like okay she's losing it for this like she is losing it for this tribe especially because the show kind of beat down tiffany in the first couple of episodes mm-hmm. on very similar situations those were for immunity so it's a little bit different but the show kind of beats her down and it doesn't quite do the same to heather and the player's reaction is a little bit different as well in that scenario that is interesting, is interesting. why yeah because even jeff was on tiffany's case like this is the worst performance I've ever seen or yeah. something. I mean, not th- those exact words, but he was pretty <laughs> cruel to her. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, and then he kind of changes his tone afterwards, but um, yeah, along those lines, like everyone comes in with different skills and abilities. Um, just, I was thinking of what my wife texted me about, like, this is actually just not fair for an older person. Um, like, what do you guys think about that? Is, does every challenge have to kind of be, somewhat of a leveling playing field or at least a mix and match because uh, i can think of some challenges too where people couldn't swim or people were i don't know like there's just very or they couldn't jump high enough to get that key off the you know off the climb the ladder in the water mm. and they can jump like it's like some people literally can't do this is production not aware of that does it I just think, not matter uh, i think they try obviously they try to make it a balance and it is a big element of the game right like it's one third of the game is to be able to perform in challenges so yeah, you got to create it somewhat of a level playing field and they do that well with, you know, the puzzles and towards the end when it gets the individual challenges, you see a lot more of the kind of the balance endurance, the type. mental endurance. Yeah, yeah, those types of challenges, which again, levels it out. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's a good question, Andrew. Uh, I don't know what you think, Jordan. Yeah, I think a way that they've used um, both this, I don't know if they've used it this season, but definitely in past seasons, a way that they've used challenges to kind of even it out is that the puzzle makers only do the puzzle so that if you have an, an spot of a challenge where it's mm-hmm. impossible for not impossible but very very difficult physically to do and they're not convinced that everyone will be able to physically do it then uh, they have a puzzle in there as a bit of a way to yeah they got it. this person's got to be good at puzzles but they don't have to do this physical aspect of the challenge which they didn't have in this one um, so I wonder if they thought that um, that everyone would either be able to do it mm-hmm. or it also makes Luvu make a tough decision because there's part of me that goes in the explanation of it. I think you can pick out that it's likely Heather and Tiffany are going to struggle with that mm-hmm. portion of the challenge. And if every single person has to do it, you got to make a tough decision. Because mm-hmm. you can sit Heather out of that challenge. She's just got to be in the immunity challenge, which I actually think she could have been a part of that immunity challenge because um, it was just swimming and then pushing some blocks and, and then throwing a couple of rings. She could have been a part of that, but they don't know that. Um, so it makes you make a tough decision because if they sit her out, then they don't lose that challenge. There's yeah. They're winning. They're probably winning that challenge, not even coming second. They're probably winning it with their physicality um on the rest of their tribe so it just makes them make a tough decision and they made that decision and and because they chose for their physically weakest player um to do that challenge they lose out yeah and i, I mean she hasn't had obviously very much airtime over the first three episodes but she must be very well revered and liked within her tribe right they obviously you don't give that some someone that kind of response if yeah. 
they're not pulling their weight at camp or they're not being there during like conversations or they're not like making an effort. Right. So it was really cool to see everyone come around and obviously Danny being a, a pro athlete, you know, having that mentality, he's, I mean, he's obviously going through sports psychology, you know, it's like, Hey, it's, this isn't, this is nothing that you could have done. Like you gave it your best shot and that's all we could ask. So it was, it was cool. It was cool that everyone came around and there was no, you know, sometimes they can get back to camp and there's the eye rolls or there's the, you know, well, do you see how she performed today? Like, let's get her out. Right. Like that, there was none of that in the edit. So it leads me to believe that she is well-liked and that, uh, it was a, it was a cool moment for her and it'll be interesting to see how she goes. Like Tiffany had that moment. Right. And then the last couple of episodes, she's powered back Not and done great. Yeah. Gotten it done. So yeah. maybe for Heather, there'll be a, her moment will be coming in, in the next uh, episode or two. Or she'll be and, voted off. Or she'll be, or she'll be <laughs> but voted. also, not only respected by her tribe, but respected by everyone else in the game. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, they all gave her. They all gave her a, a huge reception. And I, again, I think that the reactions are different if that's an immunity challenge that um, you can single-handedly blame someone on losing if you lose immunity, and now your game is is in the balance because someone else can't roll the ball down a down a slide and step over a couple of ropes make it sound real easy but it's, it's definitely not that was we saw a couple of people who were had some close calls and um some yeah. crazy catches to to survive through that but well it's um, and that is i mean I, i'm lobbying that out there in part just to get the conversation i i i think it's amazing they they had the compassion on her and i mm-hmm. i mean I'm a, I'm a very competitive person i remember you guys are both from you know muskoka woods camp people I worked there for a summer. I remember we played a game of ultimate Frisbee. Maybe Jordan, you were even in that game against one of the uh, other sections and our staff team. And it was fierce. And we'd been talking it up for like a week and a half before. And on the very last play, we had like come back. We had, we got it again. And on the very last play, I turned it over like an interception, like just a brutal misread. I was crushed. Like for, two days I would walk around when I'd see anyone on the other team or even mine. I'd, and this is like a, just an impromptu game at camp. And so again, I can imagine myself being there, seeing how she reacts. Like she's in tears. I, I, I would do that too. I, I honestly might either break that, break it in tears or just be so distraught. And that's the hard thing about the game is that you got to be transparent. You got to be honest, which she did, but you also can't let that then be your story or like be that, you know, this is it, you know, Okay, now I, you know, I, just vote me out because I just I, I, I've done I'm useless, right? You gotta you gotta pivot. You gotta try and change the script. You almost gotta point the you know the radar at someone else. Yeah, it'd be hard, it'd be hard for her as well, right? Because she has set out so many challenges, right? So this is her first I don't know maybe a second challenge she's actually been a part of, and then she underperforms. So like that's yeah, it's I mean I'm sure for her it's not a good feeling, but. Um, she seemed proud of the fact that she gave it her all and she, she didn't give up. Like it could have easily been like, okay, like I'm not going to be able to do this. Like I'll just wait for the other tribes to finish, but she kept going right to the end, which was cool. Yeah. And then she has the line just to close out the, the challenge. She has the line of, I let myself down. And then I also feel like I let everyone, uh, let her, let her own tribe down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, this meant, yeah, that means a, a lot to her to be, to be out there. Um, you can see the emotions that come from, come from that having all the attention on you um can't put myself in those shoes because i haven't had that kind of pressure or, mm-hmm. or attention um on something like that but um 
but yeah, she she clearly gets emotional about it, and it's it's a cool moment where they have the 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 kind of pick me up um, at the end of the challenge. But at the same time, they go back and no harm, no foul. It's a reward challenge. They lost out on a fish and a random Fijian guy coming into their. Uh, <laughs> he has a name, camp. Nathan. 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 Yes, it took me two um, <laughs> two scenes with him to to get the name correct, uh, which is pretty. Hashtag easy Nathan. He's going to be trending on Twitter. Yeah, he might be probably already is um yeah nathan nathan that that seemed like a fun little fun little visit i thought they were hyping it up as a former player yes i thought the same i was like like someone's waiting for you so when that when they're hyping up who did you think was going to walk out good question anyone any male former player except for boston rob I was just convinced he wouldn't be coming out. So I had no idea who it was. I just was convinced it wouldn't be him coming My out. My mind Maybe. always goes to Cochrane. That's just, and I've seen uh, like memes of it. the ultimate survivalist? There. What's that? As the ultimate survivalist? He like really isn't. going to teach them how to live on Fiji? No, he, he is not at all. <laughs> but just, there's, I've seen like memes of him, like where people were interjected. Like there's an epic scene. It's like, who are we going to call? And then it's like Cochrane comes into the scene. So, because he was... He was invited that one time. Remember, he's on the boat. I forget yeah, what season that was, that. and he's giving uh, advice. Yeah, giving advice. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't yeah. teaching them how to climb coconut trees. No, no he was. No, that was yeah. valuable. Yeah, it was ironic as well, right? Because Jeannie at the end of that travel was like, "Oh, I'm done with you guys. I've been providing for you. You guys are on your own now." And then 24 hours later, they win that challenge, and it's like, "Has it got to teach you how to provide for yourselves?" <laughs> <laughs> that's good i like your oh, question there Trey. Who, who would you guys pick if, if uh obviously it's hypothetical but jeff says that you get to choose any former player we'll fly them out they'll kind of coach you for a, a day or i two. thought they're just going to take nasser off the blue tribe and bring him over because that guy knows how to live on an island do you see him how he made fire yeah like yeah um i don't know who i would pick in terms of a guy to yeah, I don't have a I don't have an answer for that. Like, if you want a strategy guy, Cochran's a great kind of option. If you want, um, there's I yeah, there's there's so many there's a lot of great options, but I don't know who's the right one, especially in season forty one where it's kind of a new style of play. Um, yeah, because they have done the the strategist one before, right? Even like you said, Cochran. They also had uh, Boston Robin Sandra. Remember That's on the true. island where you you'd go and chat to them and. Like there's been ones to kind of coach you on what to do, like strate- strategy wise in the game, but no one like say, "Hey, this is how you find food. This is how you fish." So, so, so that, I thought that was a neat idea. I mean, I guess Tony would be fun to have out as the mentor for just playing crazy but keeping it all together. This is how you build um, a spy shack. Yeah, this is how you build a spy shack and then climb up a tree for your spy nest. And um, this is how you play the game without ever sleeping. And a whole bunch of different, whole bunch of different clip, uh, clips that he could and tips that he could give. Um, after the reward, we get to see Luvu a little bit, which we never see them outside of challenges. It's so, so rare. And we just get to see a little bit of, is this tribe good? Are they all on the same page or are they, are they just all over the place? Which it seems like they're a little bit all over the place because they, the edit gives us the impression Erica's ready to play. We finally see her get a little bit of a highlight and, I don't love the move of throwing someone's name out bef- when you don't have to go to tribal. You don't know if you have to go, you haven't played your immunity challenge and all of a sudden you want to create a plan to vote someone out. Agreed. I don't, I, yeah, I, I heard her saying that and I'm going, okay. But then she says the, 
the line, the quote, which I thought was great. I'm a lion dressed as a lamb. Let's go. Let's do this. That was, that was awesome. Um, by her, Sydney says she's, uh, Sydney herself is the threat of threats. Um, Erica tells Deshaun. Deshaun wants to throw Erica under the bus and tell Sydney. So just to clarify, did Sydney, was that after she heard that Erica was throwing her name out that she was then saying like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and was she being serious or was she saying what she thinks Erica is saying about her? Like when she, cause she said she like, was just, I'm, the, I'm the best looking, I'm such a hard player. I think she was Did she mean um, speaking a little bit tongue in cheek, but also like, here's my confidence in myself mm-hmm. is how I perceive that. I, I didn't perceive it as her saying, this is what Erica should think of me. It okay. was more, yeah, I think I'm a threat. Like I'm a physical player. I'm here to be strategic. Um, and then she threw out something like good looking and best player and and stuff like that as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I took that. But it leads to the conversation of throwing a challenge. So something you guys discussed uh, last week, London Steve. Shout out to yes, London Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he and he would it, like that move. He would like that. He would like that move. He did. He did say um, in this situation, would Andrew, would you throw this challenge or try to throw this challenge if you're on that Luvu tribe, if you're Deshaun or Danny? No. No is my short answer. I said it before. I, I just think there's so many variables. I said this to you mm-hmm. tonight, Trent, as mm-hmm. we're watching it. Like, there's so many variables in the game. Um, and as we'll, we'll talk about when we get to the challenge, like, there's a risk of people noticing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, does Jeff even notice on a commentary not that they're going to say anything but do your tribe mates notice it do other people does that come out down the road that like as someone's talking about you and why they shouldn't keep you they go yeah and that guy like he threw the challenge like he'll just he's not really in it to play i, I just you always weigh your options i mean it, in survivor i imagine there's never a clear choice or it's probably pretty rare that you're just presented like oh this is obvious this is what i should do it's probably often like okay there's some risk here there's some risk here and it's a million of those, and you hope you're the one player that picks the million right picks and gets you're the one player that gets to the end. Um, the reality is, and Jeff has said this on podcasts, he said, I tell people not, not to hold back because you're probably going to lose, right? You're probably going to lose. So just to go for it. So um, I guess I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but just, you know, because maybe there is a time to, if you decide in your head, this is a, a decision I think is worth doing that's risky, but it has some dividends then go for it. But uh, again, I don't see myself throwing a challenge, even one where it seems obvious with your alliance. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think there is a time and a place to throw a challenge. Listening to the podcast last week and London Steve saying like, you know, like maybe this is the place you want to throw it. Like, I'm like, yeah, the, I, I've watched Survivor before and thought, oh, you guys should try and bomb us to get this person out. I didn't think this was the right time for the blue tribe. They've been very strong and just watching uh, at the end of that challenge to see, I mean, particularly the yellow tribe that's been kind of like beaten up and, you know, lost time and time again, you, you give them a sniff of like victory and success. And that's like going to do wonders for their confidence. Like those guys are down the dumps. Why do you want to give them any ounce of, uh, motive? Like, uh, you know, like confidence. You give them hope, yeah. Right? You give them a foothold in the game. Right. So, I don't think perhaps that side of it was thought through. You're kind of just thinking like, oh man, like this person's sneaky. We need one them out. Let's get them out before the merge. As opposed to like, well, by throwing this challenge, like 
the other two ch- tribes, if they win, then they're sitting pretty and they feel good about themselves, right? And, and where they're at. So, um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of them attempting to throw the challenge. They couldn't actually even throw the challenge. So, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was that made for good viewing. Um, I think as I was watching it, I don't know how you guys felt, but I was kind of hoping, I found myself hoping that the blue tribe did not lose if that makes sense i know that's a double negative but exactly what transpired i kind of hope transpired i didn't want them to throw it and then to go to tribal just from the point of view of i i that that but then that I would be know. a good move you know what i mean like I, and again i'm contradicting myself but i could see that if this it is your plan be, of like i want this be, person out yeah. and you do it and it works and you get them out that's something on your resume right yeah it for is. sure but to your point as well uh even on that tribe at like Nasser's name was thrown out pretty early on, like when he started saying, like, you know, like Danny and Deshaun are looking for idols. Is this supposed to be doing this challenge? Right. I thought Erica would have been like seen that and being like, well, if you throw a name out, they're gonna come for you. So why would you throw someone else's name out when you don't need to? You're not even in in threat or in danger, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't even know if that tribe had gone to council, if Erica would have been the name that eventually was voted out, which to your point. You know, like obviously Deshaun and Danny feel pretty comfortable in the game to be doing that. Yeah, that's the thing with Tribal Council. Every time you go in, unless there's an, an immunity idol around your neck or you hand one to Jeff, you're in trouble. And you could go and something something dumb could happen and it gets pointed at you. I just would not, unless there are very, very few situations where I would see myself going okay, a challenge can be thrown. I can think of one. I was throughout through the pandemic. I watched a couple of seasons on reruns, specifically ones that I would have been a little bit younger and, and not remember them or just, they were so far uh, long ago. But one of them that I was watching was a fans versus favorite season where Brandon Hance was on the favorites tribe. And he was just kind of like losing his mind a little bit. He wasn't always in a great headspace um, when playing the game of survivor and uh, and things just didn't go well and, and emotions ran high. And so his tribe forfeited the challenge mm. and unanimous, unanimously, unanimously voted him out on the spot. That's different in a situation yeah. like that, um, where that just needed to happen for literally everyone's uh, health on the, in the yeah. game and on the tribe. But if you're just voting out someone because you don't trust them, like that's a number you, you lose going into a merge. That's a number you lose going into a tribe swap. Um, never mind if you for if you throw this challenge and then things can change at camp. You have how many hours? Four or five hours probably at camp to for everyone to talk before they go to tribal. Something can change on a dime. And Jeff actually put out a, a tweet about this scenario saying, Would you throw a challenge? And then just talks about how he's seen enough times where a whole tribe's gone into tribal, most people feel safe, and someone who felt real safe is sleeping in Ponderosa that night and not sleeping at back at camp and they're, they're out of the game and they felt super safe going into it. And it's just not, in my opinion, it's just not worth it. If you can avoid tribal, that's mm-hmm. kind of a win, win. Absolutely. Scenario so I, I hate to say this. I don't want to say it, but maybe there'll be some healing as I do. I'm a Leafs fan tonight is the first game of the Leafs season. I mean, there have been multiple here. times over the last few years, and I'm thinking actually of the Boston collapse, but there's something to be said that when you have momentum and things are working right, what is the saying? Like, don't fix it if it's not broke, right? 
Mm. So go back to that Leafs game. Uh, they're up four to one. To I'm sorry, Tuna. If you're a Leafs fan, just go get a go get a drink. Use the washroom. Come back in a minute. But they're up four to one going into the. I think it's in the third, and they mm-hmm. they they kind of change up the lines or they they change up their their format a little bit. And I remember saying even there, you know, I don't get it. Whatever you did to get to four one in the game. Why do you not keep doing it? And I know in sports, there's the terminology like park the bus in soccer, right? Play a defensive game. And it, it does work. Sometimes you shut them down and, and that works. But I personally, I am not a fan of the idea. If, you, if you've done something to get to four to one, if you've done something to not lose a challenge, to be the front runner, why would you give the momentum to another team? Mm-hmm. Why would you do anything different as a team that would take that motivation that might, as you said, Trent, that might give some momentum, some hope to another competitor another teammate it just seems ludicrous to me i and i'm obviously still scarred talking about it as a Leafs fan maybe things will change in the future but just go for it keep doing what you're doing um so no i would i would not throw a challenge no no it it, that there's very very few situations in which it has to happen and uh and if you don't have everyone on board like they did not have everyone on board with throwing that challenge in general it's just, it's a bad look. I was kind of different from you, Trent, in that I kind of did want them to lose mm-hmm. only for then something different to happen than what right. we expected at Tribal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only reason why I kind of did want them to lose in that moment. Cause I was like, okay, if you want to lose, fine, go lose. And then someone <laughs> who doesn't think they're getting voted out gets voted out and good. There's your lesson of the, of the day. Don't lose on purpose. It's not worth it. Um, so I kind of did want to see them lose in that situation just because of that. Cause that, I just didn't, I didn't like even them debating that. And yeah, we were talking about Danny. Danny had, had a great shot in the first, in the reward challenge where, you know, um, Heather had struggled and he was just Mr. Positive, Mr. Confident and a pro athlete. And then he's going out and throwing a challenge, following someone else's lead in that. I didn't like that look. Um, so I kind of wanted th- them to go to tribal and someone to get, uh, get voted up for that. Cause that, mm. that just wasn't great. Um, but anyways, we go into the, into the challenge and the one thing that threw me up, Sydney's sitting out, Sydney seems to be pretty like strong and athletic and she sits out of that challenge. Didn't she? Yeah, I guess because of the, the reward challenge she was in for. So it seemed like the strongest two they kept was Denny and Deshaun for both. So because yeah. Sydney was in for the, re- the reward, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, she, she is strong, but when you got six and four of them have to sit out between the two challenges, I guess yeah, you I select so. your best too, but, um, yeah, yeah their, their strategy around kind of how they were going to split it was interesting for sure. Yeah. I like, as we go through the challenge, the, the split of the confessionals where you've got Deshaun and Danny talking about throwing the challenge and then they just keep veering back and they're in first every single time or they're tied yeah they look back and the other team's like evie's like swimming the wrong way (laughs) you you can't write that stuff no you can't write that stuff there's this look on danny's danny and deshaun's face at one point of like really they're this bad (laughs) they can't they can't keep up with us and danny pushing the blocks with this ad looking at him like Man, I'm not even trying. You're just single-handedly powering these things through. He's just yeah. in beast mode. Yeah, he's like touching them with his left hand. This year, just boom, <laughs> boom, boom. I think he was going one, two, push, one, two, push, just a machine. And Danny, I'm not going to help him. We don't want to win this. Um, was quite, quite funny. The constant theme in this season from episode two, I think it was, was Nasir's essential on that team. 
whether it be him gathering food, whether it be him single-handedly not losing this challenge. Um, and, uh, and then of course we've got at the end of the challenge, throwing the rings on yellow gets the job done. They're safe. Good. We didn't really need another vote out with yellow. We've seen them enough. Um, and then JD showboats a little bit, misses it. And Nasir comes all the way back and Deshaun and Danny don't go, don't get what that they was want. Huge. But, Money. Like, well, you turned to me, Trent, yeah. you said, uh, like that'd be cool for Nasir to be watching that now to be like, uh, like not only did we win it, but now I see that it was really me. Sure, that yeah, won that challenge. he single-handedly brought his tribe to the finish line. Like, I mean, he'd be obviously like, guys, come on, why were you trying to throw it? But Nasir won that challenge almost single-handedly. The other, there's half, half of his team wasn't even trying in that challenge. Yeah, and then yeah. you're the other teams watching, be like, how did we lose? <laughs> how did we lose? The <laughs> like, imagine Abby to tonight with her. I mean, I know they they came out anyway, but her with her friends you know and they're just saying like you're swimming sideways and he's trying to throw a challenge and he can't keep up um was, correct me if i'm wrong jeff at one point in the challenge said that evie was swimming the wrong way that's what There's, i mean yeah, yeah she's she, in the water. she was she was swimming sideways uh, oh, i'm not sure man. why i mean she has the glasses so that, i mean in the water it could be tough right and i'm I sure so. that amongst yeah. the chaos you're just scrambling yeah. so and I'm sure it was only half a second where she swam the wrong way and then it got fixed and they just made a little moment out of it. Um, right. But yeah. Um, the green goes back. We, it, it kind of got alluded to early in the episode when we saw them uh, not all be on the same on the same page. Um, green goes back and here they are headed to tribal. I wrote down my early guess is that JD is going to be eliminated. I don't know why I wrote that down, but um, as soon as they're headed back to camp, I'm like, I feel like he's going to be in real trouble and trying to think of scenarios in which he can figure out how to save himself. And, um, and it was going to be, it was going to be tough on him, but, uh, but yeah, they head back. What kind of feeling were you guys getting based on everyone, what they were saying and um, uh, of who was going home or what the dynamics were back at camp? I mean, they had a, they always do a good job of uh, balancing it out and keeping you kind of guessing and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be Jeannie. She's on the bottom. Oh, maybe it's going to be JD. He seems pretty shifty. And uh, so you go back and forth. At tri I mean, we'll get to, I guess, tribal, but um, ultimately I kind of had the same inclination. I think Shan really liked JD, but it's too good of an opportunity to pass up what kind of fell in their lap or what transpired by her own accord, right? So um well that was a pretty epic moment too mm -hmm. when she's she's like i'm gonna she, well she pitches it first to ricard right it, was it her idea yep, or Ricard's it was idea? her idea yeah, yeah and she, she pitched, pitched it, to it she, and then she goes and they'd even set it up pre at the start he's like jd's like fool me once like shame on me he's like that's not happening again and then like he's not and i said to you i'm like there's no way like don't do it again man you can't give it to her and then of course she does um and she she's even shocked right she's shocked and then and then ricard's like she, like he he gave it to you like they're just in disbelief but um ballsy move by her to do that kudos to shan for doing that and she gets it and then she's presented with this situation where it's like mm -hmm. okay i have it again do, is this the time to vote him out to get him out with with now that i have his advantage yeah i was kind of back and back and forth even as i think about it now back and forth on who do you vote out in that situation? Because if I look forward, in my opinion, I go, Jeannie's not working with you. 
she's 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 done she's been blindsided twice even if you keep her mm-hmm. i don't think that builds enough trust where she will she might work with you for a couple of votes but she will flip on you when she needs to and you've proven that because you've blindsided her indirectly twice um where she's been left out of votes versus jd seems like he's going to work with them but at the same time a trio doesn't really make it in survivor it's usually in the current era of survivor it's a duo that makes it and shan's mm-hmm. got her duo it's mm-hmm. shannon ricard so in that sense you can afford to lose jd knowing you're also going to lose genie and frankly, when it comes down to it, if they go back to tribal again next week with the three of them, it's obvious who goes home in that situation, unless she plays the shot in the dark. Um, so I guess that makes sense. But I actually thought they would vote Jeannie here because you at least have a good shot that JD will still work with you later in the game where I just don't see Jeannie wanting, wanting to work with them. Well, didn't it show for next week that Jeannie's, she finds the... Uh... Advantage, yeah, the beware advantage, advantage too. Yeah, that could make things interesting yeah. if they do go to tribal. Three people at a tribal. She, if she gets that and plays it, then what do you do? Yeah, yeah. If she's able to, like, uh, there's so much stuff that could happen. They could have a tribe switch next. Yeah, next that's why. That's what I, I, I was kind of. Gonna that's what I was kind of thinking. in Shan's decision. You, you know, you got a tribe of six and a tribe versus three, it's right? Like you. Yeah, you don't have, you know, three people sitting out. Typically at this point, what they do is they switch it up. So they either split them into two tribes or it yeah. might be a, a little early still for the merge for everyone to come together, but maybe they do it at 13. I don't know. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Um, the thing with the tribe switch is there's 13 players left in the game, right? Six, four, and three. Yeah. So there still might Did be a you... tribe that has one extra player that then has to sit out, but as opposed yeah, to a tribe so. with three extra players sitting out, right? I think yeah. for Shan, ultimately it came down to... Well, maybe Heather will just sit out. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. Be kind. Um, for Shanna came down to, I think, at the merge, or if there is a tribe swap imminent, what's worth more to you? Having an extra vote or having JD, who essentially is an extra vote, but you can't control him. So I think it was too good of an opportunity for Shan to pass up, despite how she felt towards jd which obviously she was very fond of him so i think it was the right move that's why i kind of think she had to go for it and if you look at shan's game everyone believes shan's the like the confidant and the number one brad thought shan was her number one sarah looked at shan in that very first tribal like should i take my role of the dice and shan's like no don't do it you're good gone right so she's pretty like again i don't know how in the game people don't necessarily pick up on the fact that well everyone thinks shan's the number one but not everyone can be her number one so we're kind of at that point now where maybe that was the realization for her is ricard's my number one everyone's kind of sensing that jd you're just extra baggage at this point i'm going to take your vote see you later and and i liked jordan you talked about this in an earlier podcast how shan would outline what she's going to do She's completely in control and she goes out and does it. And that's again, exactly what happened tonight. Yeah, that's true. The one thing is, cause you outlined that really well with her telling Sarah, nope, don't have to play um, your advantage or, or, or the shot in the dark or anything like that. And then Brad trusted her fully. And now JD does. If she's going to go far in the game, she can't alienate jury members. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to do that. She doesn't have to worry about that now. But when her votes are starting to send people to the jury, 
you can't because it was kind of embarrassing taking JD's advantage and then voting me voting him out. That's that's embarrassing. It's a great move. Well done. Congratulations. But from JD's perspective, she just kind of embarrassed him. If he's on the jury, I don't see a way he's getting her her or she's getting his vote. Good point on that. Um, so she's just got to be careful. Right now, it doesn't matter. These players aren't going onto the jury yet, so it's fine. But that's a danger to watch out for. And also, does Ricard kind of see these signs and go, oh boy, I I got to get her before she gets me because both of them can't win. Absolutely, yeah. I want to ask you, Trent, this is something we've discussed a few times already. The, the idea of lying or of creating a story, and Shan, I thought that was interesting. She said, as she was going through that, she's like, if I'm doing something that's dishonest or tricky for me, like that she sings that song to herself or she hums this song i don't know if she actually does it out loud because that could be a tell like you're playing poker and she starts i think you're bluffing again but um she's able to do it and jd says i can tell i can really tell that she's wavering you know or that she thinks that i might vote her out when in fact she she said she was going to act all that so clearly she's doing a good job Mm -hmm. my question is and what i'm getting to could you lie how, how well would you do on a show like that day by day in and out telling stories fabricating half truths to people nonstop. do you think you'd be able to do it because i i think i've said too i would really struggle just to be consistent with that i think i would crack at some point yeah i don't i don't think so i i don't uh i'm not very good at lying in everyday life <laughs> not that i make a habit of it but i i'm just i'm not very good at it i i so i don't think in in a game context i could just turn it on and be like all right i'm gonna be able to do this and no one's going to pick up on it um i think i'd be a lot more cagey like withhold a lot more information than perhaps what we've seen i'd like to think i would um but yeah i don't know the the straight up lying aspect of it you know when tony talks about swearing on his dead relatives and it means absolutely nothing to him uh, i don't know everyone has a different threshold or a different breaking point and yes everyone is under the pretense and knows that it's a game but Mm-hmm. i don't think even be able to smile like the smirk sometimes when you're lying right you, you yeah kind of, i don't know I'm, I'm pretty deadpan but I, even if i was if i was i think i just wouldn't come up with a very good lie like i don't think anyone would necessarily believe it or if they questioned it i would <laughs> i don't think i'd be able to keep going. are you lying to me no, no. <laughs> can you expand on that no no i um i think what i would mostly struggle with would be one overthinking how people take what I would tell them, whether it's the truth or a fabricated version of the truth or, or a lie, a straight up lie. I would struggle with one, that thought process of, did they actually believe me or trust me or are they going along with me? And two, I would be nervous about keeping up with everything, mm-hmm. right? Because if you exactly. tell, you know, if you're there in a group of, um, in a group of four and the fifth person and there's only five in your tribe and the fifth person's not there, then obviously the four of you are going to be talking about that person. But then when you're with a different version of that group, but in a three, then who are you going to be talking about? And like, who knows what, where are the connections that would be what would make me the most nervous in a situation like that. We're keeping up with not necessarily what lies have I told people? Cause I don't know. You can go through a good portion of the game without lying but also holding back a lot of the truth. Mm. Um, that's, you can, you can do that, but it's the balance of who knows what and who needs to know what, right? 
did Shan need to tell Jeannie that Brad fully trusted her? Um, did Jeannie already know that? Did everyone need to hear that? Like it's, um, mm -hmm. yeah, just the balance of who knows what, who needs to know what, and um, what should I be be sharing that's new information? And what do I do when there's something that I need to avoid telling someone? Mm -hmm. Would be the toughest parts to me. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. It's it's a, it's an interesting one. And I imagine that I, I can picture production testing applicants on that. Like, because if, mm -hmm. if you're just an average person that just cracks first time, I don't know how long, I don't know if they're going to want you on there, right? It's not good for TV if just everyone like can't hide a lot and everyone knows. Yeah, you need a balance, right? I mean, again, someone like Brad, who's, you know, from the ranch and is pretty transparent. I know that episode where they say like, well, who are you voting for, Brad? And he, they're both standing there and he's like, well, you guys kind of stuffed up the challenge, so it's probably going to be one of you two. It's like, <laughs> Such a good Brad, <laughs> like, this is your chance to lie and just say, I don't know, what do you guys think? Who's not here right now? Maybe we should vote them out. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's interesting. It's good to have the dichotomy of personalities, right? That's what makes it so great. Yeah. He's no longer in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so there's you, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, JD makes a comment and uh, talks about a list of accomplishments, right? And he does, he's saying, I hope I don't go because like there's more I want to do. But he's like, I, I've been a fan for my whole life. There's so many things that I want to check off here. It just made me think. I think it's a really interesting conversation, just even now for us. And if you're listening at home, like what are, what would be on your list of things you would want to accomplish on Survivor, going out on onto the island, seeing Jeff, you know, for the first time. Um yeah, what do you guys think? What what would be on your list? Maybe we'll say like five things. Can you pick? Okay. Um, two of mine are are challenge based. So one, like win a good reward, um, and then also just have a have some sort of challenge where I feel like a big contribution in in getting immunity. Um, winning an individual immunity necklace, I feel like, is a huge um, huge kind of goal. But that would be. Uh, something for me in terms of an accomplishment out there. I think finding an idol um, or an advantage of some mm -hmm. sort that you can use. Um, what others? Um, I don't know. Starting fire, maybe going out fishing. I'm not much of a a fisher, like at all, really. I don't I don't fish. And um, in Survivor, you got got to kind of, especially this version, you got to kind of hunt and fish. Um, I think that would be a really cool accomplishment where I know I would actually be building something that is out of my comfort zone. Obviously, all of Survivor would be out of almost anyone's comfort zone, but <laughs> something like that, um, going out and fishing would definitely be personally out of my comfort zone. It would be really cool. Did I get to five or did I get four? I don't remember at this point. You were voted out before you got to your fifth one. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I won the first time, so it's fine. <laughs> what about you, Trent? Um, I mean, that's a pretty solid list. I would like to be able to go to the island and start fire. You heard that in the first episode. Forget who it was saying, you know, I practiced, but it wasn't with a machete. So, you know, this is different. Maybe it was Deshaun. I can't remember exactly, but so that would be good. Um, I would like, I think I'd like to be able to either find an advantage or successfully create a fake advantage of sorts just something kind of to uh, it would be nice to go to a tribal and kind of you know create a little chaos and come out on top um i mean five's pretty extensive list 
Um, yeah, I want to stay till the very end, guys. I got yeah, the long list. <laughs> Obviously, I would want to win the game. That would be one that um, I'd probably strive to check off. But that's obviously pretty tough. Unless you're Jordan. I mean, Jordan's done it. He's checked that one off. Winning the whole thing. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't given it a whole lot of thought, to be honest, uh, beyond starting fire, I guess, and making a fake idol. I thought you would have said, like, befriend the, the forest creatures and have them follow you around or something. Something to that effect. Like a, a Mark, a New Zealand version of Mark <laughs> with his, chick, with his uh, Mark the chicken with um, Ty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just go on this big, yeah. big spiritual journey. That, would, that would be fantastic. Yeah. If I, if just sheep forget about the game. Something. Like, where's Trent? He's not at the challenge. He's just off in the woods. That would be a good one. It would be good to, to lead, like, not only win a challenge, obviously, but, like, to be the kind of like they talked about Nasser had his moment tonight, even though those tribe was trying to throw up, but like to be the person who kind of clenches that win in a big challenge or mm -hmm. would be a pretty uh, epic failing, I think. And then I would just try to hopefully come out of the game without doing too much damage in terms of, <laughs> you know, obviously it does, you can sever relationships or people do get annoyed at certain tactics or gameplay. So try and just get through the game without uh without offending or upsetting too many people along the way just by the style of play what about you andrew yeah i mean i'm more practical i i think about a check checklist for me would be making an early alliance like i would hate to be going around and trying to talk to people and they're like sorry dude like you missed the boat we've already said it's us four that would be awful for me, like just to not even have a chance. So, so making an early alliance, um, definitely I like what you said, like having such a clutch moment um, to, to win something for your tribe to have that moment. Um, yeah, I think I think just to last long in the game, I don't I don't think I would make it to the end, but I really do believe that the game changes people, and i i would I would just be interested to see if I could push myself truly, mm -hmm. like if mm -hmm. I could. Like I'm, I'm being genuine here. I, I really think that it would be hard for me to get far in the game. I think just I would get tired. I'd be hungry. Um, like I'm not the kindest person when I'm in that mood. And mm -hmm. so if I could push myself and get like far in the game, and and just kind of wake up and be disciplined and push myself and like when there's no energy left in the tank, like perform that challenge. Like try and get up and look for an idol. Make try all I can to make some alliances um, or make some big moves. Even if I get voted out, I would feel, I would feel accomplished um, if I were able to push myself in that. So those, those are a few, obviously, if you did make it to the final three, having that breakfast on the last, you know, second last day, that would be fantastic. Actually, yeah. Sorry. Just to cut on one thing I did think of is making it to that, uh, the loved ones, having oh, like yeah. your, your family or significant other or whoever kind of run out from, around from the yeah. bushes onto the beach yeah i like how you looked at me when you said loved ones that's nice. yeah <laughs> I <noticed laughs> hey, that too. <laughs> am i on your short list uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, abridged um, uh yeah short list. side note i wonder if in this season with it being shorter and still being within the context of pandemic if they'll have a loved one's visit during the season interesting yeah with covid i don't think it's gonna happen maybe yeah. i don't know maybe they sit down on a laptop and get to do a zoom call we'll 
yeah, don't know how good yeah. the Wi-Fi is on the island there in Fiji, yeah, but yeah. Fijian Wi-Fi. Yeah. I'm sure Nathan's got great Wi-Fi. <laughs> Nathan <laughs> can hook him Nathan. up. Yeah. Nathan's Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. Wi-Fi. But Andrew, you said uh, something interesting, and I can attest to it. You said, you know, like um, the uh, going without food or being hungry, because when you showed up here earlier tonight and you hadn't eaten, you're pretty cagey. Really? So I'm glad we got some pizza in here before this podcast. Just to I didn't take your children and entertain them playing with lightsabers <laughs> yeah. so you could clean up. That, that was someone else. That... No, that did happen. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Honestly, though, I noticed that many days where if I've missed a meal, and I'm not just saying this. No, I think it, about that it, side it, of it. It's, yeah. it's brutal. The it, lack of it sleep really as well. affects my if mood. You're like hungry and tired, you'd be a completely different person. And that's kind of what I was alluding to a, a little bit. Yeah. saying just to get through the game without kind of pissing too many people off because in those times, you know, you're not your best self. Right. So, yeah. And that's what I mean, even the challenge when with Heather, right. I know I'm just kind of harping on her a bit, but if the, all those factors combined, you are tired, you are hungry. You're at, if you're at, we've all been agitated and Trent, you and I have kids. Like there's times you just lose it on your kids. Right. When it's not really their fault, mm-hmm. they're just the thing to push you over the edge. So put that, put yourself there. You haven't slept. You're, you're stressed. You're on edge. You haven't eaten and then your teammates like just do the challenge like i want to eat like just put the ball up you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i could see myself accidentally letting that slip sometimes right yeah. or Curtis, or making like a little comment under my breath right and someone hears me and that comes back to bite me so you just i mean you got to be on 24 7 mm-hmm. every day it just it's amazing it's amazing that anyone wins someone has to win but it is a true test of every aspect of your will of your whole being. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, back to travel council a little bit, uh, just cause there were a couple of things JD made his accomplishments comment, but also made an aco- a comment about everyone sticking to the plan and sends the biggest wink flying <laughs> over across the room to uh, <laughs> Shan and Ricard, which I didn't know what to think of that, um, but based on the result, we'll get into the results of the votes. JD gets voted out three to one, which tells me Jeannie, remember earlier, Jeannie wanted to vote out Ricard. So clearly mm-hmm. they, Ricard and, and Shan made it clear to her that, that JD should be the vote. And she didn't play her shot in the dark, which I think was pretty telling that she yeah. actually was confident in what was going to happen. Yeah, and I, that's why I kind of read into the wink aspect of it was JD was trying to be like, well, you know, it could be a two-two split, like, yeah. and and wanting to play up that like give Ginny a little bit of hope mm-hmm. that she's not the one going home, so she doesn't play a show in the dark. When really, yeah. again, it was a blindside on JD, and he was the one going home. So yeah, yeah the the wink was like, I'm I'm saying to Ginny like, you know. Is it, you still have a chance in this game. It could be me. It could be you. Like, yeah, you know, don't don't bail now. And then the big wink, like, but we're still good, right? But, yeah, exactly. And they're like, yeah. okay, yeah, we're still good, but but you're not so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought it was a aggressive and a little bit ruthless move, but also it's the we talked about this earlier. It's the right time to do that mm-hmm. if you're going to get rid of a someone who thinks they're in alliance with you and someone who's clearly going to play the game that hard. It's also a good time to do it, but boy, that was a, that was a tough move. And I think Andrew, you had a long kind of thought on Shan last week when she was sharing about her parents and, 
and having to make a choice between people, um, that must not have been easy for her as well. She just talked about it last week and went through a similar situation. They they weren't going to highlight it two weeks in a row, but um, just use the same clip. Just use the same clip exactly. Yeah. It is true, man. The human emotion. We, yeah, we don't need to really repeat it. Go back if you're listening to last week's episode. Uh, some good stuff with Lennon Steve. But yeah. her her line from tonight: "I don't want to be a villain, but I do want to be an assassin." <laughs> Which I, I normally assume those are together, but yeah. maybe not. But she's. I mean, some people are are suggesting she's getting a winner's edit, and this is we don't know any spoilers. But just the way that she's being portrayed of being this person that cares about people is in with people she's making a plan and she's willing to assassinate people who are close to her she's not she that's not stopping her from making the big right, move right, right? Yeah. she's 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 playing solid man she's, uh, yeah, she's, she's playing great she's done exactly what she says she's gonna do and she's play, made some pretty big moves pretty early i thought um i don't know if it's sustainable though i think you know once you get to a merge situation and what kind of gets out that you're cutthroat in what you're doing and that you're kind of pick up on it right yeah exactly um but maybe she's got everyone full it seems like to this point she's got everyone fooled thinking like she's you know this person that you can trust and you can go to and but three people have got burnt by that so yeah. at some point well, all it all it takes is genie going up to someone at the merge and saying okay shan told sarah not to play her um shot in the dark and voted out right there. Mm -hmm. Shan took all the information from Brad, told him she was in with him. He got voted out. Shan took JD's advantage and then voted him out right there. Like, do you want that to happen to you? Yeah. And it's not hard to rally the troops. No, at not point. at all. And I think I, I think it was actually the right move tonight. I think, like I said a bit earlier, you know, you've you get the extra vote. Mm -hmm but and jd's gone or you keep jd and you give him the extra vote back which would mean essentially is two votes so yeah. you're gaining a vote by getting rid of him and you control that vote so i think it was kind of like a you know i can't believe he just did it my question i just got before we jump back to that that kind of tribal council that is for you guys if you're in jd's shoes and shan looks at you and says okay, like you give me your extra vote again and I'll tell you, you're not going to go home tonight. Do you give it to her? Because you kind of, it's kind of, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't sort of thing, right? You gotta, yeah. You, if you give it to her, then the, there's a potential what happens did happen. But if you keep it, she's going to be like, okay, like I'm in trouble now. I got to go talk to Jeannie because he could be coming for me. Yeah, I think you got to... Uh... I would love to know the relationship between JD and Jeannie because the right move retrospectively is to not give it up, go to Jeannie, let her know that you're willing to work with her and blindside Shan and use that vote as the third one to knock her out instead, mm -hmm. or to knock out Ricard and be like, okay, now you're going to work with me because either you work with me or you're on your own now at this point because he's yep. out. Right. Yep. And kind of give that sort of ultimatum and make your move of saying, okay, we've just depleted all of our extra assets we've got. You don't have your number one. I don't have my advantage. We have to rely on each other um, moving forward, or we're just going to kind of go at each other and both be eliminated early. Um, would be the retrospective right thing to do for mm -hmm. JD. But yeah, the whole time I'm just sitting there going, 
And I'm sure most people are. <laughs> don't give up your advantage. Don't do it. Because as soon as it goes into someone else's hands, you, you could be you could be going out. We've seen mm-hmm. worse moves than him giving up a, an extra vote um, from others in the past. But giving up something like that is is not the right move. I I don't think ever. Yeah. He was kind of forced into do it last week. Okay. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Like he deserved to go home after giving up his his advantage. You agree? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. You, you don't give it up. No, don't don't give some of your don't give some of your advantage. He's in a tough spot for sure, but I, I think you got to hold on to it. And maybe just I think I said this to you, Trent. Just just be honest. Just say, look, Shan, I I I know that's a good suggestion, but it's Survivor. It's just that's not something you do. You respect the game. I respect the game. You know I can't do that. I probably would use that line and mm. see what she would mm. say in response. Um, I got to, I got one more question yeah, before we ahead. end here for Trent. Very important. Would you ever play Survivor at home again, given you text me all the time about this show, the real show, and about the game itself, and yet you keep claiming that you're too busy to play again? Will we see you back for another season? It's unlikely, but not completely out of the realm. Is that is that enough hope for you? Like, I think we'll have to redo this take. I just I wanna, know I, I want to redo it and you say yes, Andrew. I, I just know you can uh yeah, you can take a clip where I said yes before and put it in there. I, I just know how much it means to you and I love the amount of effort you put into it. And it is great. I, I would love if um maybe someone else for the first time gets to experience it, but it would be fun to try again. Typically people who return don't do that great. Not that I did fantastic the first time jordan's a testament to that winning and then you know i mean there's yeah, only one way winning. to go from Somehow there but surviving a couple of tribal councils the next season yeah getting yeah out. it's tough right once you get a reputation you'll keep people kind of figure out like how you play so yeah yeah maybe we'll see but you are we not are we not going to discuss the uh you know tiffany finding those baby titles is that not a big part of this podcast it was in or? the notes but are we <laughs> No, just we can end with that. Let's end with the turtles. The baby turtles was fun. The biggest thing I noticed was, oh, Survivor's been at that beach before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure that's the beach from. um, They've been there for a while. The last few seasons. Yeah, last few seasons have been Fiji. Uh, One of the tribes in Island of the Idol, season 39. I'm very confident was on that beach, and maybe one of the tribes from season 40 was also on that beach. Mm. But for sure, we've seen that beach before, where the you kind of have like a, a a beach pathway to a mini rock island. They mm-hmm. they've used that beach before, but the Very turtles was fun. Yeah, the turtles was a lot of fun. Them running to the ocean. There must have been what a hundred hundred turtles there. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Tune in next week for more turtle talk <laughs> with Jordan. No, I, I do. I do have one. One people last... who hung on to this very end have been like, "I'm really glad they got to the turtles because that's yeah. that's why I've stuck that around for, way, way for this podcast." You're still listening. Yeah. Way to hang in there. No, if um, I just wanted to quickly talk because obviously for the, through the first you know four episodes now, um, I think Shan. I said this Andrew to you very early on in one of those texts, maybe after the first episode. Shan and Abby, very both very very socially strong players, and I'm 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 looking forward to the merge or to the tribe swap or to a point where those two meet in the game because i feel like they both have this not the same but similar qualities in terms of people immediately attract them people immediately trust them 
and uh, freely give over information and feel very comfortable with them. So I'm excited to see when Chan meets Evie in this game, because I feel like those, are, in my eyes, they're the two strongest. I, I, I could be wrong. I know there's a lot of other good players in the game, but for, for my take, I think those two are uh, very, they have all their hands in the right kind of parts and, and they kind of end with everyone. Um, Shan's been a lot more cutthroat. Um, uh, Evie, I think, has probably a better path to success just because she's a bit, hasn't had to get as dirty yet, but I'm excited to see what happens. You know, Evie wants to kind of go with an, a girl's alliance. It, it showed next week's episode, the Blue Tribe mentioning a girl's alliance. So it'd be cool to see if that transpires going forward at the at some sort of swap or at a merge. Yeah. And they've dealt with a lot more adversity than, uh, mm-hmm. than anyone on the Blue Tribe. The, the Green and Yellow Tribe in general have dealt with a lot of adversity, but those those two have been trying to run the show a little bit while dealing with multiple tribals and and their team losing to a team that was trying to lose in general and um, a whole bunch of different things that have happened on those tribes. So that is, uh, that's everything. Andrew, did you have any, any other closing thoughts at all? So Trent, will you play again in Survivor <laughs> at home? I'll take a look at my schedule. Is Jordan playing again? This this is yet to be determined as well there we go we've got, there we go. Uh, we've got some discussion see i've i've i'm in a difference i know if i play i'll lose like it's not a guarantee that you'll lose if you play but i know if i play i'm losing um and that's a different spot to go into than the first time playing around first yeah. time around playing but uh but yeah with that discussion i'm sure this isn't the last time that question will be asked of me <laughs> that's awesome thanks for having me on you guys it's been great listening to your insights over the first three weeks i'm glad to get a chance to join so i appreciate you extending the invite and look forward to more guests and more material coming out in the weeks ahead thanks so much for uh for coming on trent we were yeah super happy to have you nice to meet you here for the first mm-hmm. time because you and i obviously haven't uh, talked before but this was great. So this has been the Survivor at Home, uh, the podcast, episode four, covering Survivor 41. Uh, give the podcast a like, give it a, um, a review, subscription on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, we are Spotify, that is, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're happy to, to get more followers. Tell your friends. We are excited to see you next week with another guest. Uh, we'll catch you on podcast release on Thursday morning.